as we begin our series, Why Church, we are looking again, as I mentioned in our children's message, at baptism of the Lord's Sunday. This is the this Sunday that is the first Sunday after Epiphany. Baptism of the Lord's Sunday. And we want to, as we talk this morning, we want to try to figure out what this means, this baptism of our means. What does it lead us into? So we're going to start with a message, and then we're going to go into a remembering, a remembrance of our baptism as well. So first, before we get to read scripture, let's join together in our prayer for illumination. This is on the screen. This is the prayer we're going to uh, join and say together for uh, the Sundays of our series, Why Church? So let's join together in this prayer for illumination. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy your consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We have two scripture readings. First from the Hebrew scripture, the prophet Isaiah. We begin in the 43rd chapter at verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have been called, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom. Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. And then from the New Testament in the third chapter, we read beginning at verse 15, selected verses. As the people were filled with expectation. And all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. 
He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you, I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. William Shakespeare is sometimes referred to as the bard of Avon. He's a, and was an influential English playwright and poet and an actor during the late 16th century and the early 17th century. He's known probably best for such works as Macbeth and Romeo and Juliet, but of course so many others. His plays are widely considered classics, and it's more than likely if you have attended high school or even middle school, you have studied one of William Shakespeare's plays. Now there's a quote that has been attributed to Shakespeare that I particularly like even though the experts say that he never, never wrote it and probably didn't say it. The quote is this, and it's on the screen. The earth has music for those who listen. The earth has music for those who listen. Have you heard that music? Have you heard the gentle sound of snow falling, maybe even this past week, or the lonely hood of an unseen owl in the dark. These are examples of music for those who listen. Do you have a favorite piece of music of creation? For me, the music that touches my soul the most is the music of water. It may be the low rumble of water running across the, the rocks in a stream. Or it could be the, the loud crash coming down of a powerful cascade of water in a waterfall like Dark Hollow in Shenandoah National Park. Both are musical and lovely in their own ways. But there's something that's even more special about the rhythmic music of waves crashing on the beach. During the Christmas holiday, Carolyn and I met up with our kids in Virginia Beach and we stayed along the oceanfront. And, and like it was warm up here, it was warm down there and we were able to leave the door to our hotel room open during the day when we were in the room and, and all night long. And so when we went to sleep, we were listening to the the waves coming in against the ocean, and then when we woke up, we were listening to the waves. It was soothing music indeed. And our lessons today are full of water images. Maybe not waves crashing on a beach, but Isaiah reminds us that we can be confident that God is with us when we go through the waters. 
the prophet reminds us that the waters can be a source of life, a source of life. But yes, they can also be very dangerous. I learned the power of water in currents surfing as hurricanes approached the shore and as they were leaving. But also while working on tugboats on Lake Ontario in my late teens and early 20s during some pretty crazy storms. In the same way that water can inspire peace and calmness, it can be through waters, through mighty waters, that we can experience God's voice and God's glory. Luke reminds us, you see, that through the baptismal waters, Jesus was claimed by the Holy Spirit as the beloved Son. Today is baptism of the Lord's Sunday, right? And for many of us, though, this day may be one of the more obscure Christian festivals. But from the earliest days, the baptism of the Lord's Sunday was even more important than Christmas in the early church. Greek, Greek Orthodox churches remember this episode of Jesus' life on Epiphany, while we remembered what? The wise men coming to visit Jesus. While Protestants like Methodists, United Methodists, Roman Catholics as well, we remember baptism of the Lord's Sunday on the Sunday after Epiphany. Jesus' baptism is a suitable place for the church to begin recounting the story of his life and the ministry that we are called to receive and reflect in relay. Jesus' baptism is such an important story that all four of the Gospels tell it in one way or the other. Before Jesus does anything as a teacher or a healer, he scrambles down the muddy banks and he wades into the Jordan River to be baptized by John. The church has long debated the question, why must the sinless Son of God receive the water that is a symbol of repentance and new life? Isn't Jesus himself the very wellspring of new life promised through the baptismal waters? And we'll see that that is the case. He is. He's the wellspring of new life for us who are baptized. Some have explained that Jesus doesn't need to be baptized, but he is baptized for our sake. In this way, Jesus is like a swimming teacher. That, that swimming teacher that you may have had that instead of getting in the water with you, they stood along the side of the pool and, and they showed you the breaststroke as the, a gaggle of shivering kids with chattering teeth are in chest-high freezing water at the Cavalier Hotel pool in Virginia Beach. I was one of those kids more than 50 years ago. Yes, it's one thing that Jesus shows us, but does he really show us that we need to be baptized 
when he is baptized. In other words, is Jesus modeling repentance even if he didn't actually have to repent? Of course, what Jesus received from John that day was not a Christian baptism, but it was a Jewish one. In the, in the many first century Jewish sects, including the one led by John, the pathway into life, a life of, of serious religious discipline, came through water. Just as the Israelites were led through the, the Red Sea out of Egypt, or they crossed the Jordan into the Promised Land after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, so any serious believer and follower of God must do the same. Today, we will remember our baptism even if we can't remember the date. We can't remember who was there and gathered around us, possibly, or even what it felt like to get water on our heads or on our bodies. But we will remember the depth of meaning and the call to remember and to live out our baptismal vows each and every day. Today, we remember that our baptism isn't an ending point. Luke reminds us that when Jesus was claimed by the Holy Spirit as the beloved Son, it was the beginning of Jesus' path of ministry and his journey toward the cross. It's much the same for us. Baptism is the beginning of our path of ministry in the church and our journey of living cross-shaped lives. Living our baptismal vows today may lead us to uncomfortable places, to let go of relationships, to establish new relationships with people we would have never expected, to unlearn and redeem oppressive theological and political convictions, and to resist and even seek transformation of, of current systems that perpetrate oppression and dehumanization in this world. Jesus' baptism and ours is the reminder that our baptism is just the beginning. It's our joining in with the power of the Holy Spirit and being part of God's plan for all humanity, for all humanity to experience liberation. That's right, liberation. Baptism is a gift that unites us to God's plan for all humanity to experience liberation. More than ever, the church, the body of Christ on earth, needs to rise and resist and reclaim the world, this world, as God's world. As we intentionally seek to live out our baptismal vows daily this new year, may we also remember that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that claimed Jesus as the beloved Son is the same Spirit that claims us, you and I today. You are the beloved children of God.
and you're called to ministry and to mission in this world. And we can join the Lord because God can be trusted to be with us as we do so. You see, the Lord tells us, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Why is this so? Let's hear again from God. Because you see, God says, you are precious. You are precious in my sight and honored. And I love you, says the Lord. Thanks be to God for God's amazing love for us and for the whole world. Thanks be to God for our baptism and our calling to be his church at work and in mission in the world. And all God's people said, amen.